Hey again, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Fun. You know, today's one of the days that sort of not hit me. I, I don't know how to, but, you know, we're the national championship game tomorrow is tomorrow and uh, or, or today, if you're listening to this Monday, it's Monday. And uh, we're not we're not in it. We're, we're in most of these things. They've had them since 2014. We were in the final game in 15, 16, 17, and 18, right? Yeah. yeah. Four in a row. We've only lost. I mean, you know, it's kind of hard to beat. That is kind of hard to beat. And now we're not in the thing at all. It's kind of frustrating. So uh, let's uh, let's try to get back there again next year. This sucks. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big fan of of what's happening right this minute. But you know, it, again, it's moments like this you got to back up to get a running start, and that's what I feel like is happening. So I like it. I'm, I I can deal with that. And <clears throat> there was a bit of a salvo last night in that um, man. I, I locked on Bama is going to start with NFL yet again. But I'm going to tell you something, guys. Derrick Henry might be the best player in the NFL right now. Not the best running back, the best player. And what's funny is I know that Christian McCaffrey made the all-NFL team at two positions, both, both at flex and at running back. And I find it kind of humorous that um, it's always it always seems to come down to Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry in these things. But <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I don't know who else I'd pick. I mean – Lamar Jackson kind of crumbled under the weight of the playoffs again. As brilliant as he was all season, what he had 150 yards rushing and 300 something yards passing. I mean, he, but he did throw some crucial interceptions. He also had a uh, a fumble, um, and he he also had sort of a pouty attitude, which I think bled into the team. And the fact that Mark Ingram was gimpy also affected the uh, Baltimore Ravens, there's no doubt. But Rashawn Evans played a great game, and Derrick Henry just doing Derrick Henry things. He he really has become, to me, the MVP of the league. Now, they give the MVP on the overture, so he might not win that award. But I, I'm telling you, he's been unbelievable. And I just saw this stat, and I tweeted it out on the Locked on Bama uh, Twitter sphere. All right, most rushing yards in a game this season. Leonard Fournette had 225, so that's number one. Then Derrick Henry had 211. Then Derrick Henry's number three at 195 last night. Then Saquon Barkley at 189. Then Derrick Henry at number five with 188. And Derrick Henry at number six with 182. And two of those games have come in the playoffs. And the third came in a game to clinch the playoffs week 17. That's astounding. Well, I mean, it's this simple. It's kind of crazy. You know, you have a 53-man roster in college football. You have 85 guys. And you think God, it's the ultimate team sport. It really is a team sport. But if you take Derrick Henry off the Titans, they're not even in the playoffs. They're not a playoff team without him. But with him, they make the playoffs and they're advancing in the playoffs. Now take off Ron Tannehill off, off the Titans. And well, what do they finish? Six and 10? You take Derrick Henry and Tannehill off the Titans. They're six and ten, and 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 that that boggles my mind over how can two players mean that much? But when you watch them play and consider, because I, I got curious about this very thing. It's funny that we're talking about it because this morning you, you might have seen on Twitter or anybody that follows me might have seen. I 
I tweeted just an interesting fact to me that the, the Titans lost four games this year to teams that are not even in the playoffs. I mean, bad teams, the Jaguars, they got shut out 16 to nothing by the Broncos. Now, that was all prior to turning over the offense to Tannehill and then simultaneously making Derrick Henry the focus of the offense. That's what changed everything for the time. It turned the Titans from a 6-10 and 10 team whose season was over three weeks ago into a legitimate chance to win the Super Bowl. Just changing quarterbacks and making Derrick Henry the focal point of the offense turned the Titans from a bad team into potentially the Super Bowl champions. That's incredible. Definitely is just incredible. I think, in fact, you got to like their chances next week, no matter who they play. If it's the Chiefs, who have a pretty solid history of uh, crapping the bed in the playoffs, then you kind of like their chances. And Derrick Henry's already had a big game there this year, I think. And if it's the if it's the Texans, he just rang up almost 200 yards against them, uh, or maybe over 200 yards against them in that Week 17 matchup to clinch the playoffs. So that's right. You got to feel like the, the the Tennessee Titans have at least a puncher's chance to get to the Super Bowl now, and it is strictly on the back of Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill has played very well. But Ryan Tannehill, for the last two games, in both playoff games, he has not totaled 200 yards passing. Totaled 200 yards passing. So, yeah, we. in fact, Henry had a touchdown pass last night, and Tannehill had a touchdown running. So, I mean, who would have thought that coming into last night? But regardless, that was strictly amazing to watch him perform like that last night. I mean, it, it just was awesome. I loved it. I watched it with an Auburn fan friend of mine. And he was like, I, I just, I don't know what else to say because he had bet on, uh, he had actually bet on uh, the the uh, the Ravens, and I just said, man, I, I think you're missing the boat here because of yeah, you. Henry's, yeah, I mean, I know it's at home and Lamar Jackson and blah blah blah, yeah. but you know, hmm? oh, that's the that's the thing about gambling. Until they do it, you know, it's kind of hard for me to bet on them until. Lamar Jackson wins one of these games, it's going to be hard for me to bet on him in the playoffs. I mean, the regular season, yeah, I'll bet on him all week. Um, but anyway, just a huge shout-out to Derrick it's Henry. Just, and I feel yeah, so – it's, it's, it's not just the pressure of the playoffs, because, I mean, I think that's what a lot of people just think, <laughs> like, wow, it's the playoffs. Everything's on the line. It changes everything. That's why somebody like Lamar isn't going to play well. I, I really think it just has to do with the quality of the team you're playing. I mean, yeah, it's easy to get in the playoffs and lose. You're always playing somebody good. It's hard. It's hard to beat good teams. It's hard. It's hard to beat good teams. O- yeah. Only the team that proves that they're the best can 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 do it with any consistency. Uh, beating good teams is hard. That's why the only name one champion. There can only be one. And and again, I you know I'm a big proponent of. Uh, I don't like it when teams like the Titans, and I'm not sure exactly what their record was coming into the playoffs. I, I don't want college football to be that where where they, um, you know, where, where you can get in with sort of a mediocre record and and they were people are like, hey, you know, this. Is, yeah, they they were just they were fine. They weren't really good. They were fine, and um, I, I want it. I want college football to always be about the elites getting a chance to play the elite teams, getting a chance to play. But Tennessee is, is really a lot of fun to watch right now. And they just seem to be playing 
at sort of a college-y type. Uh, they seem to have a college-y type aura about them, I guess I should say. So it's just, uh, it's been a, a fun watch with the Titans so far. And I'm glad that I've been able to adopt them and also feel much better before the sugar bowl game against Clemson a few years ago. um, I took my daughter to the game in new Orleans and just before the game, because uh, for whatever reason, I had some extra money. Maybe I got a bonus or I don't remember why I had some money, but I had a bunch of cash on me and somebody was selling uh, like an autograph, they had an autograph station for things. And there was an autograph, Derek Henry helmet. And um, my daughter was pushing for me to get the Julio Jones stuff. And I said, you know, I just, I just feel like I kind of want to, I owe this to Derek. I owe about 400 bucks, 450 <laughs> bucks for it. I was like, I feel like I owe this to Derek. I mean, I know he gets nothing from this, but I'm going to buy. And now I feel much smarter having purchased, made that purchase. I don't know if it's worth any more than it was <laughs> when I bought it or any less. It could be worth a lot less. But it is an authentic helmet, uh, you know, signature uh, certificate of authentic, authenticity and all that bullshit. Um, and, of course, you know, Mark, Ing- I'll tell you something else. Marlon Humphrey did not have his best game. He got turned around by a guy who only had seven catches on the year. Um, so I felt a little bad for him. But the Ravens will be back. I mean, with Lamar Jackson on that team, they'll be back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they'll be good. What, what Lamar did in the regular season wasn't a fluke or just a, uh, against a collection of bad teams. He, he's going to be the, the well-deserved MVP of the league. Uh, great player. He'll be great again next year. The Ravens will be a good team. They just, uh, they just didn't, didn't play well and obviously have to address their, their rush defense, uh, if, you know, in the, in the off season. And, and I'm, I'm sure they will. A lot of, a lot of bammers play for the Ravens. So sort of root for them, just like a root for, uh, for Derrick Henry and Rashawn with the Titans. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny to me. I guess it's because they were favorites to win. But uh, two ginormous NFL playoff games yesterday put two teams in the in their league championship games, and everybody's talking about the Titans. And uh, almost, even though I knew the score, I almost had to remind myself by Googling, uh, the 49ers did win that first game, right? Because no one's talking about that. I mean, no, I, you, you can scroll through Twitter and, and you're going to read 50 tweets about that Titans game before you get to the fact that the uh, 49ers beat the Vikings. Uh, yeah, and that game existed, but it kind of sucked. I mean, it yeah. just really did kind of suck. I mean, it, the the 49ers kind of owned them. Um, I was pulling for the Vikings because I've never been a 49ers guy so much. I don't – I you know, if they had more Alabama guys, I'd pull for them, but I don't even know if they had an Alabama player on that roster, they do they? I don't so know yeah, I can't pull for them. Uh, Vikings have Irv Smith, but uh, but the 49ers don't don't have a single bammer. And that's and Irv Smith caught a pass, at least one pass in that game. I kind of quit paying attention when I knew it was over. Um, so I'm pulling for. I guess today, I don't mind pulling for the Seahawks, but I think I'm going to pull for the Packers, and I think I'm going to pull for. Um, I think I'm going to pull for the. Houston Texans, even though they don't have a bammer that I know of. Yeah, they do. Um, Pretty significant. Oh, who do they have? Adrian McCarron. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Good point. Yeah. Touche. But, and the Packers have J.K. Scott. Right. Um, but uh, have but, it, DJ Fluker and Jaron Reed. That's right. And then the Chiefs have Reggie Ragland. Reggie Ragland. 
Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, I, we're so yeah, I can pull for just about anybody except the 49ers at this point. But I'm gonna, I'm, a, I'm all in on the Titans right now. To be honest with you, I think that's who I'm. I like that's, and so, of course, that means they're they're dead meat next week. But whatever. <laughs> um, Alabama basketball yesterday. Uh, I watched a lot of that Kentucky game, and a couple of times I really, really, really wanted to turn it off, and the team would never let me do it. And I felt like standing up in my living room and applauding those guys because, frankly, look, there's nothing worse than talk about the ref guy. And I hate – this is just what Auburn fans do every time they ever lose or ever win. They talk about the refs. It would have been worse if the refs hadn't blah, blah, blah. But every time Alabama drove the lane, they got hammered. And Jay Billis was like, that's a foul. Why aren't they calling that? And I thought to myself, self – you know, eventually the ref's going to have to blow a whistle because somebody's going to get hurt. And you could tell our strategy was challenge them at the rim and try to get them in some kind of foul trouble. But what we didn't know and what nobody could knew was, know was that the refs were going to swallow that whistle every time they were on the uh, Kentucky side of the court. That being said, Kentucky is the better team. They're, I'm not denying that in the least. But what I'm saying is – and maybe this is how people look at playing at Bryant-Denny Stadium, like you never get the call or whatever. But, man, this was brutal yesterday. I just thought it was abysmally officiated. Yeah, I thought the same thing, and 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 it's kind of like this running. Maybe everybody does feel that way playing at Bryant-Denny, that, that you're not going to get the calls. And, and and we know as Alabama fans that's that's sort of absurd. We, we, we have plenty to complain about as far as officiating ourselves. But, but – I, I, yeah, I felt the same way that, uh, that, that first of all, when, when you're not having a good day by, behind the arc, you kind of have to go to the basket. But when we went to the basket, we were mugged and never got to the free throw line. So it, that part was frustrating. I'll just say this, Kentucky's the better team. They deserve to win. I'm not saying Alabama lost because of the officials for the exact same reasons you said. I don't like saying it. It's not true. Uh, but... Uh, what I will say, and I'm basically referring to the officiating here, is, you know, Kentucky, you probably don't want to play this Alabama team in Tuscaloosa because yesterday showed that if that game was in Tuscaloosa, there might have been a different outcome. So uh, I, I, I know this. If we run up against Kentucky in the SEC tournament, I won't be quite as uh, worried or intimidated as we usually are when we play them because usually they're so much better than we are. I, I'm not so sure that Kentucky team, frankly, is any better than we are. Uh, they're just probably a little more consistent, a little more mature, uh, a little more used to the Calipari system. Uh, it, it, you know, there, there's no such thing as a good loss when, when, when what you're trying to do is get to the NCAA tournament. Uh, so no moral victories. It was just a loss. But lots of encouraging things, lots of encouraging things in that game to make me to make me feel like even when we play the best team in the league, who may be the best team in the country, the Auburn Tigers, we got a chance Wednesday. We really have a chance. We, we have a chance. I'm not going to go in expecting it because it's a lot to expect your, your average team to beat the best team in the country. But, uh, but, but yeah, we got a chance. It's going to be fun Wednesday night. I think it will be fun Wednesday night. I think you're absolutely right. Using the Locked On Bama Twitter handle, I did tweet out that, you know, watching that Auburn-Georgia game, and I know Georgia's not a world beater. I mean, they're, they're fine. Um, and But it's still, Auburn looked like a championship 
team to me. And I've tweeted out that they should be the number one team in the country. Now, I don't like saying that. I just feel like they should be. What I think, what, what I learned more and more as Bruce Pearl is at Auburn is, number one, he is a great coach. There is no doubt. He's also a great motivator. He's also got a great way to build chemistry and a team. I also have learned everybody else in the country must hate this guy, not because he's so good. I don't think that's it at all. There are other coaches who are really good that are pretty well liked. I just think people don't like – they. It, it seems to me people think something's off with this guy, whether they think it's under or they think he's slimy or whatever they think he is. Um, because I don't see how – if you don't have an affiliation with a Duke or a uh, Baylor or a uh, who's Gonzaga or something like that, how you could not vote Auburn number one at this moment. You have a, you have a bias against them, and my guess is it's against their coach because really I don't see any other reason to dislike Auburn basketball right now, other than the fact that I'm an Alabama fan. <laughs> I know this, uh, and, I, and, and and you know I was I, I had to watch the Alabama game in a bar like we discussed <clears throat> in the last podcast, and and it was a uh, two twofold. It was weird because. Uh, on the TV right next to his two big screen TVs, you know, in, this, uh, in, a, in a bar that's a sports bar. So it's full of big screen TVs, but uh, the Auburn game is, is right next to the Alabama game. So, you know, every break in the action, I was uh, looking over there, what was going on in Auburn, Georgia. And there was a handful of Auburn fans that were there uh, watching their team play. And uh, what was weird is I guess because there was a big group and there was more Auburn fans in this particular bar than the Alabama fans, they turned the volume uh, was the Auburn game. Uh, so the volume, the, the, the play-by-play that was going on about basketball, about college basketball, was the Auburn-Georgia game. And I'm intently watching the Alabama game, and it's one of the few times I can remember being like, wow, it takes some focus to watch a silent Alabama game while what you're hearing is a play-by-play because you hear things like, he goes to the rim, it's a foul, he'll go to the free-throw line. And I'm like, that wasn't a foul. Oh, that's the other game. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's like you have to kind of tune out the basketball talk in your ear to watch what you're watching with your eyeballs. It's just kind of like, man, this must be what it's like to work in the truck at one of those uh, uh, production things. Uh, but but so I did watch uh, inadvertently quite a bit of the Auburn Georgia game uh, while 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 I was watching Alabama. And yeah, they're. One thing about Bruce Pearl's teams, and and I'm not, I don't like Bruce Pearl at all. I'll just like, I, I don't like Bruce Pearl. I, I, I don't like what he represents. I don't like him. However, I will be the first to not. He is a damn good basketball coach. He recruits well. He coaches his guys up. He coaches hard during the game. His teams get better as the seasons progress. He's just a really good coach. Uh, period. So I certainly acknowledge that. And I'm not sure there is a team better than Auburn, but uh, so we have a lot on our plate Wednesday night for a young program, first year coach, big stylistic change. And uh, we have a lot, but uh, we are certainly due at this point to make a lot of threes because we damn sure didn't uh, yesterday. I think what four of 21, if I remember right. I mean, it was it was bad, but credit Kentucky to an extent they, that that's a team with a lot of length. And uh, teams with a lot of length, it, it's it's hard to have a good night shooting sometimes because their uh, their long arms are in your face. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I mean, again, 
I, I don't think this is a vintage Kentucky team by any stretch of the imagination. They are, uh, they're fine and they can, they are more talented than most everybody else. But the other thing about Kentucky I noticed is like, they don't seem to give much of a damn a lot of the time. They're just sort of, they're like, okay, you know, when we want to, we'll turn it on and kick your ass. Um, but which is kind of like, you know, the way we've seen happen in football. I mean, I guess it's, sort of a a trait of many different teams. Um, but anyway, I, I they didn't exactly make me think, oh, this is a team that's going to win the national championship later on in the season like some other Kentucky teams have. No, I don't think this is a vintage Kentucky team. I'll be surprised if they even win the SEC championship, uh, either regular season or the tournament. And, uh, boy, it's a, da- it's a dang bet every year. When you go into the basketball year, the Kentucky's going to win the regular season or the tournament or both, and uh, I don't think they'll win either one. I, I don't think they're, I don't think they're good enough. But uh, is Kentucky a good team? You better bet they're a good team. They're they're good. They got some dudes, and uh, they they won't be an easy out at the end for anybody. But no, this this Kentucky team, I, I I do not believe they will win the regular season or the tournament. I think we're going to play a better basketball team Wednesday night. So. Gosh, this early SEC schedule has just been brutal for us. I mean, you you play Florida and Kentucky on the road, and you play Mississippi State, and they're three NBA players, and, and now Auburn, the best team maybe in the country. That's our first four games. You got to be kidding me! So, uh, and Missouri just beat Florida yesterday. They we played them and Saturday, we yeah. and we get Missouri next. So yeah, it's 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 uh it's tough, but uh, what a great opportunity! And 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 don't uh, don't rule out the possibility. That, uh, that Alabama can win Wednesday night, but uh, first things first, and that's going to be throwing the ball into the basket consistently. That has to happen Wednesday, or there will be no Alabama game, be no Alabama win. There'll be a lot of points. I made my Twitter joke when I saw that the Auburn gymnastics team beat the Alabama gymnastics team 196 and change to 195 and change. I'm like, uh, that might be the basketball score next Wednesday because these, these two teams are yeah. going to run the floor and jack up a lot of shots so uh i'm expecting a high scoring 92 90 type game um all right so we got to do this we got to make our predictions for the national championship i'm not fired up about it but i think we we owe it to our listeners who are devoted and great people and who always shop the sponsors by the way we haven't thrown out any sponsors yet every week I'm given a list of sponsors to live read or whatever. And for the last couple of weeks, there haven't been any live reads that we don't have sponsors. They, I think just this time of year, they're reorganizing some of that. So, um, you know, hopefully all's good as far as I know, but um, anyway, national championship prediction, Jimmy, the floor is yours. Well, uh, I, I, to me, it's it's a change because I think I tweeted something about a month ago, and I'm, I'm changing my mind uh, entirely on it, and, and and it's for a couple of reasons. Uh, I had said that uh, Clemson would easily win their semifinal game, which they did, and that uh, the winner of the LSU uh, – the, the, I mean, that no, what I meant was that LSU would easily win their semifinal game over Oklahoma, and they did. And then I said the winner of Clemson, Ohio State. And I wasn't sure who would win that game because I thought it would be really tight and could go either way. But the winner of Clemson, Ohio State would then beat LSU. Well, I have changed my mind entirely. And it's not just on a whim either. Uh, 
I think LSU is going to win Monday night. I also think LSU is going to win somewhat handily. Uh, my score is going to be 41 to 21 uh, LSU. Uh, yep, yep, by 20 points. That's that's what I think is going to happen. And, and this is really the reason. Uh, number one, the best unit in college football this year is the LSU offense. I think of everyone's offense and everyone's defense, LSU's offense is the best unit in the sport. Uh, they've been awesome all year. They'll be awesome again. Uh, but the reason that I'm changing my mind, and, the, and, and, and it's the reason so many people are picking Clemson, is because overall LSU's defensive numbers don't look like a championship team. I think LSU has one of the more lower-rated defenses to get this far in the playoff era. And for that reason, a lot of people are picking Clemson. They're going, well, LSU's not very good on defense. Look at how many points they've given up. I think the, the problem with that is – if you look at LSU's defense over the course of the whole season, the numbers aren't that great. Uh, even bottoming out against Alabama, who, 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 you know, we scored in the 40s with a lot of offense. The following week, they, they go to Oxford, and uh, LSU freaking runs for over 400 yards against them and has like 600 yards offense. After that Ole Miss game, they get some guys back, their younger kids grow up, and Dave Aranda, who's one of the best defensive coordinators in the sport, he figured something out. I'm just saying late November into the postseason, now we're seeing the LSU defense that I thought we'd have been seeing all along because I thought going into this year LSU would be good on defense. Uh, I, I think they are good on defense. I think now LSU is good on defense. It's a different LSU team. I think they're a complete team. And partially behind the defense, I think LSU wins the game 41-21, handing Trevor Lawrence his first ever loss as a starting quarterback. Uh, and it comes tomorrow night, and LSU from the Southeastern Conference is your uh, 2019 national champion. I'm going to go the same route. Um, I have been a little back and forth with this in terms of well, is the enemy of my enemy my friend or my enemy? You know, that that old thing, which, you know, whatever. Um, I think it's better for the league. I think it's better for the SEC in general. It's better for Alabama even if LSU were to win a national championship. I think long-term, um, some things could happen. Let's say maybe, maybe Ed Orgeron is – uh, he has to go through some coordinator changes that, you know, we'll see how good a coach he is then because I think most people are giving the credit to Brady and to Aranda this year, and I think they should. Um, I've been – I've waxed poetic about Ed Orgeron. However, I think until he has that first step, big staff turnover, it's going to be hard to really give him all the credit. And I think once they win this championship um, – he'll start having some more turnover like that. And then we'll see how he deals with it. The way Clemson, well, Clemson really hadn't dealt with it either because nobody ever takes their assistance, but the way Nick Saban has had to deal with it, um, the way Ohio state has had to deal with it. Uh, those are programs that have had to deal with turnover on their staffs and st staffs. I don't know why I put a V, you know, it's not staffs. staffs. What the hell is it? Um, although that does make some sense. English language is screwed up, man. Um, so, but I'm going to pull for LSU. I'm going to think it's. I think it will be a close game. I think these two teams are too talented for it not to be a close game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I like that Clemson goes into this um, this bear trap of a game, um, uh, this hornet's nest, 
in New Orleans where, you know, I was listening to some pregame today on the ESPNU College Station on Sirius, and apparently, like, everybody's already tanked. I mean, there, there's literally, like, an AA meeting set up for halftime for some of these people. I mean, it's, it's already just bananas down there. Because, you know, I went to the game in 11, and it had a different feel. You would have thought the atmosphere would be bananas, but it's it wasn't quite as bad because I think LSU kind of knew what was coming and they didn't want to play us again. Had they played Oklahoma State, I think things might have been a little different. Yeah, it was tense. But, yeah, I would call the the atmosphere in the days leading up to the game just just tense. It was tense. It was tense yeah. for everyone. Yeah. So um, I'm also going to say LSU, and I'm going to say 44 to 35. You know, LSU sort of pulls away late, and. Um, that's that's what I'm going to go with. All right, and then on to 2020, and Alabama's attempt to crawl back in this thing. Let's make the magic happen next year, Jimmy. We will. We'll do our part here on Locked On Bama. Let me put it this way: I will do no less than I've already done. <laughs> we will try very hard to. What do we do to help? Uh, we cheer. That's what we do. We're che- we're che- we're we'll we'll bring positive energy, uh, di- flowing in the direction of uh, of Tuscaloosa. That's all and we can do. You know what? And I think that's really all they can ask of us. I mean, they, they can ask even, more, but we ain't doing they it. <laughs> they should ask. They should ask better people. That's what they should do. Yeah, they they should find they should find other folks to ask. There's no doubt about that. All right, buddy, we're about to run out of time, so we will do this again tomorrow. And we'll talk Clemson LSU and, of course, Alabama recruiting. We have another signing day coming up in about three weeks from the good people who are ruining college football, the good people that want to expand the playoff from four to eight, bring you a second signing day. That's coming in about <laughs> three weeks, so we'll have, we'll, we'll have that to discuss this week. All right, buddy, talk to you tomorrow. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.